The highly publicized free agency for star cornerback Richard Sherman did not last long. On Friday, Sherman was released from the only team he had ever played for, the Seattle Seahawks, and on Saturday, he took one meeting, and that's all he needed to find a new home. Sherman won't have to move all that far, as he's agreed to terms with the San Francisco 49ers. So he will remain in the NFC West division, meaning he'll face off against his former team twice this upcoming season. The exact terms of the deal are not yet known, but we do know it will be a three-year contract worth up to $39.15 million with incentives. It ends up as a homecoming of sorts as Sherman played his college football in Palo Alto at the University of Stanford, less than 15 miles away from Levi's Stadium, where he'll now be playing his home games. San Francisco fans are very familiar with Richard Sherman as he's tormented their team for the better part of his thus far seven-year career. That included highly contested matchups between the two teams earlier in the decade, where each was fighting for NFC supremacy. In recent years, Sherman Seahawks had fallen back a bit, but nowhere near as much as the new team he's joining. The 49ers have struggled mightily the past several seasons, with their last postseason appearance having come in 2013, where they lost in the NFC Championship game to, guess who, Richard Sherman and the Seahawks. Since then, San Francisco has finished 8-8, 5 5-11, 2-14, 6-10 last year. However, with the arrival of quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco, things appear to be finally looking up for the red and gold. Jimmy G led the Niners to five straight wins to end the year and parlayed that into a lucrative contract extension this offseason. Richard Sherman must believe in what the 49ers are doing and that with Garoppolo running the offense, they can be competitive because he had his choices between a lot of teams. Sherman indicated that he had received interest from the Titans, Lions, Raiders, Texans, Buccaneers, and Packers right off the bat in free agency, and many expect the New England Patriots to come calling. But ultimately, Sherman took one meeting and signed on the dotted line then and there. It's a big get for the 49ers, not just adding a highly skilled player to a team that needs more talent, but to have someone of Richard Sherman's caliber choose to sign with them over other seemingly more Super Bowl-ready teams, it confirms that they are headed in the right direction. Now, we'll have to circle our calendars for the two meetings between San Francisco and Seattle, as the Richard Sherman Bowl is likely to feature plenty of trash talk. I'm Jet Stryer, and this is your home for the best quick-hitting sports news, only on Anchor. The slow trickle of MLB free agency has continued on, with several very good players still left without a team. On Saturday, one of those players was finally picked up as Lance Lynn agreed to a one-year deal with the Minnesota Twins. Lynn's contract will pay him $12 million for the season, and he can earn up to $2 million more if he hits certain incentives. To you and me, that seems like a boatload of money, but compared to years past, for a player of Lynn's caliber, that's absolutely peanuts. Lynn is only 30 years old and in five full seasons has always maintained a sub-4 ERA. Last year, he started 33 games, went 11-8, and struck out 153 batters with a 3.43 ERA. There's no team in baseball that wouldn't want a guy like that on their staff, especially as a middle or back-end starter. Plenty of teams have far worse, and yet Lance Lynn was stuck on the free agent market without suitors for nearly five months. To the Twins' credit, they got an absolute bargain, and more teams will reap the benefits as the season approaches and some of these higher-level free agents panic and accept below-market-value deals. 
We've seen this play out already with several players this offseason. J.D. Martinez was seeking a $150 million deal. He got $110 million from the Red Sox. Mike Moustakas rejected a $17.4 million qualifying offer from Kansas City, only to see the market completely fail him to the point where he had to return to the Royals on what is now a one-year $6.5 million deal. It's been a hugely disappointing free agency for baseball players, and Lance Lynn is just the latest example of a very good player not getting paid what he would in years past. Former Cy Young winner Jake Arrieta is still somehow out there on the free agent market and expect him to be the next in line for an ultimately far lower than expected payday. I'm Jet Stryer and this is your home for the best quick hitting sports news only on Anchor. It's Sunday, March 11th. All of Saturday's basketball games have wrapped up. Here is your morning after in the NBA. The Hornets topped the Suns 122-115. All five of Charlotte's starters score in double figures, led by a game-high 30 points from Dwight Howard, who also blocked four shots and grabbed 12 rebounds. And Nick Batum finishes up with a 29.7 assist, 12-rebound double-double in the win. Seven different players for Phoenix score in double figures, with Troy Daniels putting up 17 points, and Tyler Ullis has an 11-point, 10-assist double-double off the bench in the loss. Miami blows out Washington 129-102. Eight different members of the Heat score in double figures, with James Johnson scoring 20 points and handing out five assists, and Kelly Olenek has a 13-point, 11-rebound double-double off the bench in the victory. Jody Meeks leads all scorers with 23 points off the bench, and Bradley Beal scores 14 points for the Wizards in their loss. Memphis is bludgeoned by Dallas, 114-80. Harrison Barnes has a game-high 25 points to go with 7 rebounds, and J.J. Barea has 20 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists in the Mavericks' win. Rookie Dylan Brooks scores 17 points, adding 6 boards, and Jermichael Green goes for a 14-point, 10-rebound double-double in the Grizzlies' 17th consecutive loss. The Spurs drop their game to the Thunder, 104-94. Russell Westbrook ends his night with a 21-point, 10-assist, 12-rebound, triple-double. And Paul George has an 11-point, 5-assist, 10-rebound, double-double for OKC in the victory. On the losing side, LaMarcus Aldridge puts up 11 points and grabs 7 rebounds. And Rudy Gay scores 14 points to go with 6 boards for San Antonio. And the final game Saturday saw the Clippers get past the Magic, 113-105. Lou Williams leads all scorers with 25 points, and DeAndre Jordan adds 9 points and 18 rebounds in LA's win. Jonathan Simmons puts up 24 points to go with 7 assists, and Nikola Vucevic goes for a 17-point, 10-rebound double-double for Orlando in the losing effort. That's the buzzer for this edition of the Morning After in the NBA. I'm Jet Stryer, and this is your home for the best quick-hitting sports news only on Anchor. As we all know, today is Selection Sunday, and there are still some more college basketball games to be played before the committee will determine the entire field for the NCAA tournament. But we do already know some teams that will be in it by virtue of winning their conference championship. So I will run down those teams for you right now. Out of the ACC, it's the Virginia Cavaliers who are the conference champions. In the America East, it's the UMBC Retrievers. Uh, The American Athletic Conference has to play their game today. The Atlantic 10 has their championship game today. In the Atlantic Sun, it's the Lipscomb Bisons. In the Big 12, it's the Kansas Jayhawks. The Big East, it's the Villanova Wildcats. Big Sky Conference, the Montana Grizzlies are champions there. In the Big South, it's the Radford Highlanders. 
In the Big Ten, it's the Michigan Wolverines heading to the dance. In the Big West, it's Cal State Fullerton, the Titans, who are going to the NCAA tournament. In the Colonial League, it's the Charleston Cougars. Conference USA, Marshall Thundering Herd. Horizon League, the Wright State Raiders. In the Ivy League, still has their game to go. In the MAAC, it's the Iona Gales. In the MAC Conference, the Buffalo Bulls. And the MEAC, it's the North Carolina Central Eagles, Missouri Valley Conference, the Loyola Chicago Ramblers, Mountain West, the San Diego State Aztecs, the Northeast LIU Brooklyn Blackbirds, Ohio Valley Conference, Murray State Racers. In the Pac-12, it's the Arizona Wildcats. In the Patriot League, it's the Bucknell Bison. The SEC has to play their championship game today. SOCON Conference, I don't even know what that one is. The UNC Greensboro Spartans, Southland Conference, Stephen F. Austin. The Summit League, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Sunbelt has their championship game today. In the SWAC, it's the Texas Southern Tigers. In the WAC Conference, it's the New Mexico State Aggies. And finally, in the West Coast Conference, it is, of course, as usual, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. So those are the teams that we know will be in the tournament. The rest of the field will be filled out later today, and I will be sure to give you an update on that. I'm Jeff Stryer, and this is your home for the best quick-hitting sports news only on Anchor.